Ebooks make incredible digital products, so it's time for you to learn how to write and self-publish one from the expert herself. Stay tuned. You are listening to the Rebel Boss Ladies podcast, where we feature everyday rebel women just like you, who are taking charge of their life and creating a path to financial freedom by building a business online. I'm your host, Eden Freed, and it's time to build your empire. lots of digital product options out there, but if you're someone who loves to write, why not stick to what you know and love? Why not publish an ebook? On the podcast today, we're going to be hearing from someone who knows the ropes of writing and self-publishing an ebook in and out. Anna is the blogger behind the She Approach. She's a growth strategist and coach passionate about helping bloggers increase their traffic and their income. With over two years of experience and three successfully published ebooks, Anna has spent months figuring out the quickest way to write an ebook, the best platforms to sell it on, and the most effective strategies when it comes to increasing ebook sales, which of course is a huge goal for everyone. And trust me when I say that Anna's approach works because her last ebook debuted at number one in multiple categories on Amazon, and the rest of her ebooks sell at least a copy every single day. Seriously though, Anna's a whiz when it comes to self-publishing, so get ready to digest a whole lot of information coming your way. But before that, just a quick reminder that I'll love you forever and always if you head to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It's not going to take you more than a minute of your time and it will literally make my day. Plus, when you leave a review, you're going to be automatically entered to win a $25 Amazon gift card when we reach our next 50 reviews. Win-win, don't you think? All right, Rebels, please join me in welcoming Anna to the show. Hey, Anna, thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. This is so much fun. Yeah, it's going to be a really fun conversation. We're talking all about writing and launching, self-publishing your first ebook, or maybe your second, third, however many ebooks you want to be writing, right? <laughs> but yep. before we dive into that, tell everyone, for the folks who don't know you, tell us who you are and a little bit about your story. Awesome. So hi, my name is Anna and I'm the blogging growth strategist, author and coach behind the She Approach, where I pretty much teach blogging, social media and online marketing tips to women who want to create this kind of digital empire. They're feeling feeling a little bit lost or overwhelmed with all the information out there. So I just use my platform and my paid trainings to help bloggers and solopreneurs kind of grow their online visibility, boost their website traffic and then increase their passive income with pretty much no fluff, actionable strategies. Um, and the reason why I do that is you can kind of figure out why I'm so passionate about this by looking at my background. I actually just started my blog as a CV enriching skill for university. Uh, I've been studying media and communication, um, specializing in PR, but that has to do a lot with online marketing. And I just wanted to start a blog to kind of get an upper hand and understand the online industry a little bit better. And I just got so kind of swept in the strategy, what it takes to grow a blog, what it takes to grow an audience and like the little changes you can make and the planning that goes behind the scenes for all, all these like people who are making it big basically. Um, and how you can implement those in your own kind of business or even marketing to grow that online platform. So I'm pretty action focused and I really love um, strategies that you can understand and that make sense. 
So, so clarify, you started your blog while you were in university as kind of like a project? Yes, sort of. It was more like something that I could show off on my CV because I was convinced that I was going to work in PR after I finish. Um, I've actually, I'm like, I'm about to graduate. Like I finished everything, submitted everything. And my graduation is in July of this year. Uh, but of course, like after I started my blog and um, kind of toyed around with the idea, I just fell in love with the only marketing world and what I was learning. And I just started sharing my findings because obviously I was doing that to learn more about online marketing. So I started sharing my findings with people um, and they really loved it. They really loved kind of my approach, no pun intended. Um, So pretty much just uh, dove right in and I was like, I'm doing this. I actually, last year I took a year off university to focus on growing my online business because I was like, I need to invest more time in it. And I was studying and working at the same time. Um, so I was like, I just need to focus a year on my business. And I'm so glad I did that because now I'm in a position where, um, instead of going and working in PR after I finish, I'm like dedicated to doing this full time. Now you've done a lot of different stuff online. I feel like I've known you since I started online. It's been really cool to watch your business grow and evolve with the time. And you've kind of done a bunch of stuff you have courses, you've done um, affiliate, like you do a lot of affiliate marketing with other Mm -hmm. courses and products out there. Yeah. You seem to have a really great relationship with your email list, which is super important. So how did you get into writing and self-publishing an ebook? That's a really good question. Well, um, I was super passionate about teaching people after I was like, okay, I'm doing this full time. Um, But with blog posts, you can only teach so much. So I was dissecting these little things that I was learning. Um, and I wanted something a bit more cohesive to teach people and take people, you know, from one point to another, um, uh, without having to, in my blog post, I was always like, Oh, if you haven't heard about this, go check out my other blog post. And in that post, I had to, you know, just make sure that people get all the information, just kind of send them in a lot of directions, which I know it can be confusing as someone who is myself trying to understand how it all works. But with an ebook, I feel like you can take people through that journey in one place and you can have it make sense because it makes kind of narrative sense. Um, so that's something that I really wanted to do. Plus, like writing was my forte. Um, I know a lot of people when thinking about digital products, they would rather teach to through video, but that was like not my thing. I was so terrified of being on video at that time that it was not even an option for me. So I, I remember started. that. I remember I, yeah. I asked you if you wanted to be on video once. And you replied like, oh, I don't think I can do that right now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like I was just like, oh, oh, I don't even want to think about it. Uh, I've gotten some practice lately, which has been so much fun and definitely taking me out of my comfort zone. But I always feel like writing was kind of my forte. So I just wanted to start with what I was comfortable and really good at. So I just started writing eBooks, basically kind of summarizing my findings Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that you started where you felt comfortable because I don't know if you can relate to this or if, if you find this to be true with a lot of people that you work with, mm-hmm. but there are so many people who say, okay, I'm going to make passive income. I'm going to make an online course. And then it's so overwhelming to them because it's mm-hmm. so far out of their comfort zone that they're just paralyzed and can't take that first step. You're the yeah. opposite where you are like, I'm going to start where I'm comfortable so I can yeah. make 
a lot of progress. Yeah, I definitely still believe in the power of online courses, but like I still feel like ebooks hold so much power that people just don't see. Um, and it's not even, it goes well beyond passive income at one point. It's just, um, it really makes an impact on your like reader's life. And then what it does for your visibility is just astounding to me. Um, but yeah, definitely I transitioned and I grew in time, but like, I love that I like I took my time and I didn't rush into anything that was like so big and overwhelming that I pretty much quit because I definitely had a lot of big ideas. You mentioned there's a lot of power in an ebook and in an online course, but why would somebody consider writing a book instead of, or in addition to a course? I think that's one of the things that... I get asked a lot um, when I tell people about eBooks and how good they're for passing of income. Um, and one of the replies I get is like, yeah, but you can charge way more for a course. And while that is true, you have to consider it from the perspective of your audience. So if somebody just comes across you, even if you're not brand new, but like they just found you, how likely are they to invest in like a $200 course versus a $30 eBook? Um, and people are just much comfortable if they've never bought anything from you before to just invest a smaller sum. Like ebooks are a great way to generate some passive income and then kind of they work as a, not a tripwire per se, but a way for people to kind of jump on that sales funnel so then you can sell them more higher priced items. I actually got, uh, which is super funny, but I was looking through my emails and I got, I asked people on for feedback for my ebooks. Um, and one of them, she had to say great things about my ebooks, but she ended her review with, um, I thought this, she said something like, I was like, if this is going to be a really bad ebook, at least I didn't waste so much money on it, which really made me laugh because my ebooks are pretty affordable. Like I think my most expensive one is like $35, but that's how people think of it when they don't know you. There's like, Ugh, if this is going to be crap, if I'm not going to learn anything new, it's only $30. So they're much more willing to invest in that rather than pay up like $200. It sounds like eBooks are a great way to kind of use as a stepping stone in your sales funnel for more expensive products. Yeah. But it also sounds like it's a great way for people to build that relationship with you and get to know you. How did you put your own personality in your eBook so that it would encourage people who are reading it to really get to know who you are so that they're more likely to buy more expensive stuff from you in the future. Oh, that's a good point. I think I feel like my personality doesn't come across in my writing a lot, but my, it kind of does in a way that my eBooks are really kind of strategy focused, action focused. I do share a little bit of personal experience, but it also relates back. It always relates back to what I'm teaching. Like, oh, I tried this strategy. These are my findings rather than always just talking about my life or anything that doesn't tie into that. So I, even if my kind of lifestyle sometimes would tie into blogging because blogging has like immensely changed how my life looks and like my work schedule and the fact that I am super flexible with that and that I like I'm taking a month off um, like in a couple of days I'm leaving for an entire month to travel and see family and like blogging allowed that to happen. Um, but I don't really include that so much in my actual eBooks, but they still, I think that that's the point people buy my eBooks and they see, okay, this is like, this makes sense to me. Like this is no fluff in it. I'm not there selling them on some big idea. I'm like, okay, this is what works. This is the process. This is the strategy, like super kind of action focused. 
that action is probably what's going to make people feel like they trust you enough to buy more expensive stuff. Because a lot of times, and this is true for lead magnets, if you don't get a quick win from a lead magnet or a low cost product, for example, no one's going to be convinced to buy anything more expensive from you. Have you found a lot of success in the kind of upselling people after your eBooks? Uh, yes, actually. I feel like a lot of the, the people who bought my books invested in um, my recent like course launch or I had other like digital products that were more like bundles. So a bit higher priced, not entirely courses, but not ebooks either. So I've definitely seen a lot of repeat purchases. Um, but in terms of upsells, um, it feels like once people decided that they're going to buy it, like they added it to cart, like they made that decision. They already trust you, which is really funny to me because I have some upsells said before they make the purchase to be like, okay, you can get this other ebook as well for like this lower price. And those seem to be working great. It's like once people made that decision and made up their minds about you with an ebook, they're willing to invest even more, which is like fascinating to me. Yeah. All right. So tell us if we're totally ready to write an ebook, what do we do first? brilliant question. I think a lot of people just fall in love with an idea of the book that they want to write or the topic. Um, and they just start, they dive into it, which is, can be great. Cause you know, if you don't start, you're not, you know, done is better than perfect. But, um, at the same time, they don't stop to consider if their audience needs it or if their audience is going to pay for it, which is really important. So I think the first step would be to validate that idea that you have for the ebook. Mm-hmm. ideally before you start working on it. So what I would do is I would send a survey to your list, um, asking them in pretty non-specific terms. Like don't try to push your idea onto people um, and be like, okay, would you pay for this? What do you, uh, or, you know, when you have already decided, you can ask people, what's your biggest struggle with insert ebook topic here? So then you can figure out what you want to include in the ebook. What do you want to cover? But if you do that beforehand, you're limiting your audience's responses to only um, get responses that match with your plan. Yeah, that's what you point. don't want to do. So you want to ask pretty non-specific or open-ended questions where they can actually tell you what their struggle is or how you can help. Is that um, what? And from there, you yeah, go ahead. Is that what you did? Did you send out a survey initially? I did. I actually had a completely different idea for my first ebook. I think it was something about guest posting. I was, I am, um, I was so like in love with the idea of teaching that. Uh, and then I figured out, I found out that my audience like couldn't care less about it. Um, I always thought that I would circle back to the idea, but I think it was just, I was so in love with that idea that I was like, Oh, this is perfect. People need to hear about it. But people had other struggles in mind. So their like focus was on getting blog traffic. Yes. But not through guest posting necessarily. Like they didn't want to spend all the time writing other people's blog posts, um, for collaboration purposes. So I think that sending that survey, um, I actually did find out that, okay, this is not what people want to hear about. So I changed my mind and that's kind of what inspired the launch or the topic of my first feedback. Okay. How did you move on from that once you got the topic in mind? It seems overwhelming, all of the stuff that you need to do to write a book. So what was the first step that you took? It is. Um, I don't remember if I did this for my first ebook because to be honest, nobody teaches you how to be an author in terms of it's a bit different to write an ebook than to write blog posts. As I said, it needs to have that kind of narrative 
line and it needs to make sense for readers as a whole. Um, so what I would recommend for people to do now, which is not, I'm not sure if I did that in the beginning, but I think I got there in the end or by reviewing and updating my ebook, but it's pretty much figuring out where your audience, where your, your audience is right now. So the point that they're coming into and reading your ebook or buying it and then where you want to take them. So where you can release, realistically take them at the end of the ebook. What's the process that you want them to go through or the journey they want them to experience. And based on that, um, you would outline your ebook. So before starting to write on it, or um, like I do a lot of research beforehand once I figure out what my ebook idea is, because I'm always on the lookout for it. Um, so for like any updates or like when I was writing my Pinterest ebook, there were so many Pinterest updates going on that I just had to keep an eye on everything. And I would just <laughs> write down all the little bit of research that I could find. That's helpful. But if you want to actually write the ebook before you do that, breaking down each chapter actually helps and then figuring out what goes into each chapter. So if you have a little anecdote or story that you're going to share, just make a note of it. If you're going to put any like numbers or findings or research in it just make a note of it there and just the bullet points of everything that's going on and after you outline it you actually start writing it what software did you use were you using like traditional word software or anything fancier than that oh no 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 really basic and i think it really worked for me at the end of the day but i was just using uh, Word. um i think i might have used google docs uh, at some point but just to gather ideas, I moved everything to Word and pretty much wrote and designed um, my first two ebooks in just Word, which actually works pretty great if you know a little bit of design features that are going to make it look like it's not written in Word. Okay, cool. Now these are so these are books that you got published on Amazon, right? These are books that I published on my website first. I've actually launched my first Amazon ebook um, at the beginning of this year. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a recent one. How was that process of writing that book for Amazon different than publishing one on your own site? I think the process of writing it specifically was pretty similar, but I did have to use another software. So I did my research ahead of time. And for an Amazon ebook, you have to deliver it to them in a Mobi format. Um, that kind of matches with people's Kindle and Kindle readers. So they require you to write it in that format. So um, I had to use another software for that specifically when putting it together um, and then think about people's experiences on like a smaller screen. So I didn't include as much um, as many images. I just pretty much use a lot more text because that's what people are more comfortable with on on a smaller screen. How long would you say it took you to write these ebooks? I'm sure they all took different amounts of time. But if you had to kind of sum it up, what's the amount of time we should dedicate to this? Oh, I think it depends on a bit of the size and on the content that you can repurpose. For my Amazon ebook, I pretty much repurposed a lot of the content from like a free course I had and then other blog posts. And it was one of my smallest ebooks. It was just over 10,000 words. And for that, I think I got it done in pretty much a month. Um, and I did outsource just the kind of editing and proofreading because at that point I was like, I just need this done quickly. Mm -hmm. um, but for my other ebooks, it's maybe like the same a month or two. And I usually just really gear it up in, towards the end. And what really helped me stick it to stick to that was setting a deadline and announcing it publicly. So I was like, okay, my ebook is getting launched on this date. 
So then in the next two weeks, I got done a lot of the work that I shouldn't been, I should have done until that point. Do you have a recommended budget for people who are planning on writing their own eBooks? Is there software that we need to spend money on? Anything like designing the cover, for example, anything like that, that you, you spent some money on? Ooh, I think any email um, platform, email, um, what's it called? Provider is really important because you have to have somebody to launch it to. Uh, some email providers, like I use MailerLite, and I think um, up to a thousand subscribers is free, except a couple of features. So you can get away with it quite cheaply. But I think that's just one of the things that people don't think about when thinking about an ebook, and that's the gearing up to launch it part, where you have to grow your audience a little bit. You don't have to have a massive audience, but you just have to interact with your audience and build that connection, other than um, in your like blog posts or in platforms where you just speak to them um, or rather at them. So you just need a platform to actually engage with them. So I think that's email marketing is really important. Um, in terms of other software, I think you can get, there are not a lot of that you need for sure. Like you can get away with using free tools instead. Um, I do recommend having a good platform that will allow you to uh, process payments um, and then keep track of sales and any tax information. Um, and I think working with affiliates is really important, but it wasn't really on my mind when I first launched my ebook. But um, having a platform that would eventually allow you to have affiliates without you having to move everything, um, that's pretty important. Yeah, I love that you brought that up because um, I know from personal experience, if you marry yourself to a platform that doesn't have a sophisticated enough affiliate marketing system, you're going to be shooting yourself in the foot for later because you'll eventually have to move somewhere else, uh, which yeah. is what happened to me. And it's it's no fun to do that. <laughs> Find something that yeah. has that functionality built in. Even if you're not there yet, you'll be there eventually. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's talk a little bit about the marketing process. Um, you mentioned you need to have people to launch to. You know, obviously we're, we're writing not just for the sake of writing, but also to, to grow and to have some profit here. So did you have a marketing strategy for your eBooks going in? And if yes, share that with us. Um, awesome. I think one of my biggest marketing techniques, if you will, is just content marketing. And that's kind of prior to the launch. So making sure that I have enough content on the topic of the ebook beforehand um, that I can promote on social media and just have on my blog. Um, just because you want people not only to find you, but you want people who already follow you to have that topic in mind. So whenever you launch, it's already on their mind that, oh, yes, Pinterest is great or whatever. Um, I need to look into this rather than just starting to educate them on the topic right as you launch. Um, so email marketing and content marketing and email marketing were two of the biggest things that I focused on um, when gearing up to the launch. And I think just working with affiliates, um, that didn't happen for like the first ebook, for example, because I was so brand new. But by the time I launched my second ebook, I had already a, in place a pretty big team of affiliates that really helped with the launch um, and just helped even create like evergreen leads to your ebook because there are other people, when you work with affiliates, you pretty much get other people to sing your praises, which is great because people really trust referrals. So I think that's like a must have 
especially the online you don't have to start with it because you know if you're if it's your first ebook it might be hard to get people who want to be affiliates for you because they don't know you yet but eventually down the line i would really recommend it okay now i know you you've worked with both selling on your website and selling an ebook on Amazon. Are there any big differences between those two strategies? Would you recommend one over the other? I think when selling on Amazon and I'm still learning a lot about the platform, but it's really uh, important for kind of the ranking system. If you want to rank um, and my first ebook, uh, like Amazon exclusive ebook actually went like bestseller in new releases um, in multiple categories relevant to what I was doing. And that's because I found out beforehand that if you get as many pre-sales as possible on Amazon, those pre-sales count as sales on the day of the launch. So if okay. you get like 70 people to buy your, to pre-buy, what's the word? Pre-order, that's the word. <laughs> Pre-order your ebook before the launch, then Amazon sees that um, because it takes their payment and everything and it delivers the ebook on the day of the launch. So it sees that the sales for that day. So then you rank higher than all the other ebooks in the category because they're even if they're making consistent sales, it's probably not that many sales in a day. So I think that's one of the biggest strategies, like getting people to pre-order your ebook a lot more on Amazon. While when launching on my own website, I was not too bothered about it um, because it was like they could buy it at any time. I would offer a little um, early bird price maybe, but just the launch period wasn't as intense because I was selling to an audience that was already there for me. While while on Amazon, there's the competition is much more much bigger, so you have to kind of be a little bit creative. Okay, do you do you like one over the other? Um. It's, it's a mix. I think it's, I use them for very specific goals. Like my goal when launching my first ebooks were pretty much to increase my passive income. Uh, while this ebook and the reason why I launched it on Amazon was to kind of increase my credibility because I'm like now an Amazon published author um, and also generate new leads. So I wanted new people to find me um, that weren't on platforms where, or was, where I was already promoting myself. And Amazon gets a ton amount of traffic um, and people who might not read blogs or might not be on Pinterest, but they can get my book. Um, so I really wanted to reach a new audience and it was like a pretty strategic approach, but you can charge as much on Amazon. Like you can, I think you can only charge up to $9.99. Um, and if you charge over that, which you can do, but they take a much bigger cut of the sale. So they take something up to, I can't say like 70% maybe. Uh, while if you price it under $9.99, they only take 30%. Wow. Okay. So you're not necessarily going to get rich off of an Amazon ebook unless you can. But I see a lot of people do well, but it's, I think it's more of a launching multiple ebooks on Amazon that helps with your ranking and author profile in general. And then because they get so much traffic, sometimes it compensates for it. You know, you have to work a lot harder to get um, sales for your own ebooks if you um, post them on your own platform, just because you have to be in charge of driving that traffic as well. Now, have you found it to be true that you are getting many new leads from Amazon specifically? I think so. And what's really funny is that I also created a paperback version of my book um, just because I wanted to have it there. It was like a new experience for me. So I was like, if I'm going to publish on Amazon, why not have 
this in paperback format. And when that happened, I feel like I've been getting a lot more paperback sales and ebook sales on Amazon, really? which shows that the audience there and the, the type of people who go to Amazon to buy books is so different from people who would invest in ebooks. And I think what we're forgetting is that a lot of people are still not comfortable with buying ebooks. Like it's a, still a new concept to them. While us bloggers, we invest in training about blogging and online marketing and ebook format all the time. But a lot of people were just starting out. They would rather just have a, like a physical, tangible book in their hands. It's funny that you bring that up because I'm thinking about myself and my habits and I'm all about <laughs> digital, right? Like that's what my entire yeah. business is. But if I go to Amazon right now, I'm going to buy a paperback book. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm just yeah. not going to get a, a, you know, a Kindle book. Right yeah. Now. I, yeah. I like to have the physical, like looking at my shelf right now, I've got a, a large array of paperback books purchased from Amazon. So yeah, I, think, yeah. I think it's true that you get people that might not be in the digital space. And then you might also get people that just want to have that paperback book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of people just have to like to have it physically so they can take notes. And I totally get that. I love to take notes and scribble and just highlight stuff as well. So it's an interesting mix. All right. So we've learned so much uh, based on what we've talked about so far, is there anything else you feel like is super important for people to hear when they're thinking about getting started with writing their book and planning out the launch process? I think just about the launch process, it's important to kind of strategize beforehand rather than leaving everything to the last minute. So during the launch, there's a lot of fires to be put out. Um, so you want to leave yourself as little to do as possible. So any emails that you want to send out, any things that you want to post on social media, you want to write them beforehand. Um, you just want to create that content so you have it, so you, you just don't have to be bothered with it. And you can be present for the launch to um, answer questions, to actually connect with people, which I found to be a really important thing. Um, like if you can hop on any sort of lives, if you can interact with your audience, that's super important because it gives them a chance to kind of chat back to you. Um, and that's something that I definitely need to get better at because I'm always like, oh, I'm just going to pre-record everything in terms of during the launch. But it's sometimes important for you to be there for people as well. And um, just planning the launch in terms of uh, strategizing, strategizing beforehand. So maybe if you want to work with collaborators, if you want to show up on a podcast right before a launch, anything that can bring you new leads before the launch and during you just need to plan it ahead of time to give other people and your collaborators, even your affiliates, time to kind of fit that in their schedule. Great advice. And that can be true for any kind of launch, not just yeah. an ebook, whether it's an online course, a workshop of some sort, or even little printables. Yeah. <laughs> that strategy is really, really important. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to hang out with us and teach us all about this. Tell us where we can find you online. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. And for those of you who want to connect with me, I'm over at thesheapproach.com. All my social media handles are the she approach, but I'm most active on Instagram and Pinterest. Um, but yes, if you go on my website, you'll find tons of resources about this and just online marketing in general for bloggers and solopreneurs because nobody teaches this stuff, even in university. I learned a lot of stuff, but online marketing is a huge new kind of minefield for us to discover. Yeah, it's crazy. Universities are not 
up to pace <laughs> with yes. what's going on online. It's like a few years behind for sure. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you so much. And hopefully we'll talk to you again soon. Yes. Bye. Next time on Rebel Boss Ladies, you'll be hearing all about how to come back to your business after a long break. Maybe you're putting your business on pause for a little while. Maybe you're heading out on maternity leave. Maybe you're just headed out on an extended vacation. Who knows? But while leaving your biz for a while and coming back to it isn't the easiest thing to do, it is possible to do it well. Krista Dixon will be on the show next week to share her story of leaving a business for a long while and picking, up, picking it back up. She'll share her lows, her highs, and there's going to be a ton of really good takeaways for you to chew on. Be sure to tune into that. Thanks again for tuning in today. If you love this episode, don't forget to leave a review and share on social. I'm your host, Eden Freed, and remember, as always, keep kicking ass, keep putting in the work, and most importantly, keep showing up. We'll see you next time.